Welcome to On the Wet Coast, a podcast about sexuality and ethical non-monogamy of every variety. We talk polyamory and swinging, monogamish and open relationships, from dirty, dirty sex to heartbreak. We share our personal experiences and philosophy, observations and theories, what works for us, and where we fucked it right up. Join us on the Wet Coast. Hey everyone, Kat Stark here. We're doing something a little different on this episode. Many of you know a whole lot about me, thanks to my blog posts and my book, Yelling in Pasties, The Wet Coast Confessions of an Anxious Slut. My co-host, co-conspirator, and true love, is more of a mystery, since he doesn't blurt his shit all over the internet the same way I do. On this episode of On the Wet Coast, you get a chance to peek behind the curtain and learn more about self-described supervillain, gamer, geek, and resident know-it-all, Flick Morrison. Sit back and enjoy while I make him uncomfortable with a ton of personal questions. Have you met Flick? Thanks for having me. A long time, first time, I guess you could say. (laughs) So yeah, people have have gotten to know you through the podcast, um, but I just, I feel like you're much more of uh, an enigma than than I am since... uh, you don't tend to, to just be all blah. Well, I've always been a man of mystery. Yes. And uh, most most of my social media activity is like drive-by portmanteaus on yeah. people's posts. <laughs> <Yes>. and <laughs> Pretty much it. Yeah, yeah so why don't uh, we start with the basics? So how do you identify? Uh, so I'm, I'm a cis male and, uh, I identify as straight, but, uh, I'm, I kind of a lot less attached to that label than I used to be. And I think sort of a lot less, uh, defensive about, um, you know, about what it might mean to color outside the lines, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Do you want to talk at all about what? that might mean or are you just happy with with uh that descriptor well um i i guess uh sort of rounding off to straight for me means um you know uh acknowledging the sort of rare uh same-sex attraction that i have you know um i although i've you know had an almost lifelong crush on robert downey jr um and, you know, and it's, and it's not just because of Iron Man. I mean, obviously, you know, I love Tony Stark, but, uh, but really it was probably really kicked off with uh, kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Mm, yeah. Um, which is probably the Robert Downey juniorist, juniorist movie ever, ever made. So. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I think a lot of this, uh, journey, uh, drink, um, has been a, uh, has has made me a lot less sort of uh you know uh, brittle and attached to uh you know what it means to be a straight man. Mm-hmm. So what uh type of non-monogamy do you practice? Uh oh boy, I think that uh I think at the moment uh I'm primarily polyamorous um and with you know and I mean a little bit of a swinger I guess, maybe just you know like a um, I'm taking sort of brief vacations or dirty weekends into the swinging territory. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, pri- I would say primary, uh, polyamorous. Now you resisted a lot of the poly- polyamory stuff in the beginning. 
and uh, a lot of the lexicon and the jargon and just a lot of the there's sort of cultural polyamory. Well, yeah. Um, I I guess I th- I guess I had these these biases about what polyamory means. Sort of, you know. I guess sort of a a sense of the kind of you know um, the, this sort of smarminess and self righteousness and stuff, and you know the. Uh, the really it, it was it was completely unfounded i don't i don't really know where i got those stereotypes from maybe i met like you know one person or something and i based all my assumptions about what polyamory was based on that but mm-hmm. um but yeah i i really resisted it resist a lot of the a lot of the jargon um and then uh one one day i was like oh yeah i'm polyamorous i can't really pretend that i'm not anymore <laughs> You know, and and really, uh, you know, polyamory is just like like most labels. It's just kind of a shorthand. When when you talk about polyamory, uh, to me, what that means is um, is having um, having committed relationships with more than one person, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and whether whether those relationships are are short term or long term, uh, I think when you're polyamorous, you're you're open to them being long-term and being deeper and being being committed whether or not you happen to be practicing a relationship like that at any particular time i think i think it just kind of represents an an openness to that kind of uh long-term connection yeah yeah oh cool so what do uh your relationships like what does your relationship structure look like right now Wow. I mean, people talk about, you know, V's and triangles and squares and stuff. And, and, uh, I was, I was taking a, I was participating in a, uh, in a relationship study. And this is, this was one of the questions in the study is, mm. you know, what, what's your relationship configuration? And I'm like, I, I don't know, like some kind of four dimensional tesseractors or something. <laughs> um, I, I don't, I I don't really know how to describe it because, uh, but you just. <laughs> I think we just we forget the geometry for a moment okay. and just think about like, you know, um, like what types of relationships are you in at the moment? Well, um, I'm I'm in I, this, this is actually a question that that uh, that I'm kind of uncomfortable answering because. Um, I feel like it's it's something that people could judge me about and be like, you know, I'm I'm doing polyamory wrong. Um, but uh, but I am in four long term relationships. Um, one that you that you're very aware of that I've, I've been uh, married to someone for over twenty years. Uh, I do a podcast with them. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so it's it's quite serious. They're they're a domestic partner, and you know, so we we share we share a house. And I hear and that sh- they're hot. They're they're very hot. They're <laughs> they're kind of famously sexy. Um, and uh, and locally, I also have um, have a girlfriend of. Almost four years? Is it? Is it almost three years or almost four years? Like almost three. Almost three years. Yeah. So, uh, so that that's quite long term. Um, and uh, I have um, I have a long distance partner that that I've had a little bit uh, longer than than that, and a long distance partner that I've had a little bit shorter than that. Um, 
And, you know, and, and like I said, this, this is, this is something I, I feel funny talking about because it's like, is that, is that too many? Is that too many serious relationships to be in? <laughs> Maybe it's not enough. Maybe it's still enough. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> what I really need is another long distance relationship yeah, that I, would be perfect i think i'll i'll start wing personing for you and we maybe this maybe this podcast will uh will find someone for you now you were asking about relationship structure and um uh and so one of the things is that um none of these relationships is closed all everybody is free to pursue relationships with other people mm-hmm. and um you know, and, and there's no, you know, there's no, there's no veto. There's no sort of, um, uh, sort of ov- oversight of any of these relationships based on, on any of the others. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, and, and it, it would be, it would probably be dishonest to say that, uh, you and I are not in a primary relationship. Um, even though, um, you know, I'm uncomfortable with that term because of the implications of it, where it's like this relationship takes precedence, but it's, it's also, it's also hard to, um, uh, detangle the idea of, you know, well, I, I own a house with this person. We have a 20 year life with this person there, you know, uh, if, if I've got a friend of 20 years, that friend of 20 years is going to have some precedence over, mm-hmm. over brand new friends. Um, but the idea is, is that, um, you know, is that there's no sort of formal hierarchy and, to, yeah. and being aware of the fact that there is a de facto hierarchy. You can try to minimize the impact of that mm-hmm. consciously. If you, if you're in denial about the reality of your, of your priorities, then it makes it much harder to, um, to actually try to offset yeah. the privileges that, that come with that. Yeah. And I think it's, it's sort of, there's the practical, um, hierarchy yes um but you know and and yeah if i was in a crisis you might cancel a date with someone else to to help me out but if someone if one of your other partners was in a crisis you might cancel a date with me to help them out yeah it's 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 true it's how it works yeah and and because of the the kind of uh sort of extended family that that uh that we tend to see our uh our poly relationships as um you would probably drop something yeah. to help out a partner of mine. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, there, I, I think that, um, I, you know, it's, it's tough and, you know, and, and we've, we've, we've been to some seminars where they talk about sort of, you know, the, the colonial, uh, impact on relationships mm. and, you know, and, and the idea of decolonizing relationships. And that, that's something I've been giving a lot of thought to. And, um, but, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm aware of, of the, the couple's privilege that we have. And I, and I do try to, uh, I, I, I think I do my best to, to try to, um, compensate for it. Cool. Um, so yeah, we, you know, we were pretty much monogamous for most of our marriage, um, and then switched things up coming on four years ago, but, uh, you have a bit of a previous history before you met me with non-monogamy. It's true. Um, uh, so I had a, I had a long-term girlfriend sort of in, in my late teens and into my early twenties, uh, who, um, 
we we basically had a girlfriend. Um, now, we didn't have sex with her, but it was definitely a romantic relationship. We traveled together. We spent all our time together. We would sleep in the same bed. Uh, it was very sort of openly affectionate. But I think that we... The, the reason why it was not a sexual relationship, I think, was just that we didn't really know that that was a thing we could do and how to, like, flip that relationship into that and what would be the the consequences of that. We didn't we didn't have a thing called polyamory. We, we didn't have any models for non-monogamy. Um, now, now, that said, um, that, you know, my, my long-term girlfriend, uh, we also kind of had a bit of a don't ask don't tell kind of mm. kind of policy okay um which um you know um she, uh, she took advantage of a couple times and you know and we ended we actually ended up talking about it despite sort of the <laughs> the kind of agreement beforehand not to talk about it and you know and it was it was fine it it went really well but um but yeah so i i kind of i kind of had a bit of non-monogamy as as a foundation uh, long ago. And I think that being being aware and comfortable with the idea of having attractions outside my relationship, having, you know, uh, even strong feelings outside of my chosen relationship kind of helped me to actually be good at, at monogamy because, you know, I could have those experiences and like not make it mean anything, not make it mean mm. more than it, than it was. It's just, Oh, these are just feelings I'm having. Mm-hmm. Now, were you, were you non-monogamous with the person who, um, that you got dubbed to the pup? Um, Oh yeah, I guess I kind of was. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even really think about that. So, um, so this was someone I was seeing during the don't ask, don't tell relationship with somebody oh, else. Oh, I didn't realize that. Um, but she was seeing a fellow her own age. She was older than me by 14 years. And so she was, she was seeing, seeing a fellow her own age and, you know, and would tease her about the fact that she was seeing this 19 year old guy and in fact, um, named me the pup. And so that was, that was sort of his, his way, I think, of dealing with the jealousy of mm-hmm. her seeing this sexy young dude. So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I was the pup. I did not like being the pup. I did not like that nickname at all. No, that that's a nickname you're supposed to give to someone that doesn't know that that's their nickname. <laughs> that guy was an asshole. <laughs> um. <laughs> what would you say are the best things about non-monogamy? Uh, well, I I really like group sex. And so my style of non-monogamy happens to include that. And it's, you know, it's it's uh, one of my favorite ways to have sex. Uh, so that's pretty great. Um, but, you know, also I, it's, it's just really nice to have um, – those intimate relationships to experience NRE mm-hmm. to, you know, kind of, uh, have those, you know, when, when you've been, when you've been married to for 20 years, you, you don't think that you're ever going to have those firsts again. Yeah. You don't think you're ever going to have those, the, you know, the, that, that feeling of, of something new and, uh, you know, and the excitement and, and, you know, yeah, since being non-monogamous, there've been so many more firsts and so many, you know, uh, so many exciting things. Um, it's, um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm, 
I'm a really affectionate person and I'm someone who, you know, loves, uh, loves people a lot and loves a lot of people. And, um, and, you know, most, most of my friendships, I, I don't get to have that it's sort of that degree of affectionateness and, and, uh, uh, you know, and, and physical closeness and, and, you know, being able to, to have that, have more of that in my life and, you know, and, and with the spark of newness is, um, it's pretty fantastic. I think, I, I think that, I think that about covers it. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's also been, uh, a great way to meet a lot of really cool people and, you know, and just learn a lot, right? Like learn mm-hmm. a lot about, about sex, about sort of, you know, uh, sexual politics. Uh, and I, I think it's made me, you know, a better, um, a better, uh, domestic partner. I think it's made me a better, um, person and a better feminist. Um, as much as I, 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 I don't like to give myself the, the label of feminist, but I believe in feminism and I think I'm, I think I'm better at it since, um, since, you know, undertaking this journey. <laughs> Excellent. What would you say are the hardest things about non-monogamy? Um, well, the hard, the hardest things about non-monogamy, uh, are, um, I, I tend to, uh, I tend to experience uh, a partner's unhappiness, distress, you know, emotional state uh, quite acutely. Mm-hmm. And so, ha- you know, having multiple partners means, you know, exposing myself to, um, you know, to their struggles. Mm-hmm. And so the, you know, uh, sort of uh, experiencing their their pain uh, or feeling the help, helplessness of not being able to uh, to help them with with their um, you know with with their their struggles or their their uh, you know uh, mental illness and uh, you know and and then there's there's the the breakups right like having more relationships means you experience the downsides of dating as well yeah. Um, you know, uh, getting rejected, getting, uh, you know, uh, having breakups, having to break up with somebody. Um, plus, um, you get to experience that secondhand as your partners go through breakups and as your partners go through heartbreak and, you know, and turmoil. So, um, so yeah, there is a lot more opportunity to experience, you know, some of the, some of the, the most, uh, you know, challenging and painful parts of relationships over and over again. Mm-hmm. So most people would suspect that, you know, jealousy would be the answer to that. And, uh, oh, you know, yeah, I, 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 get, I guess jealousy is hard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it just like barely even registers on the radar of, of the difficulty that uh, non-monogamy brings. Okay, no, no, jealousy, can, jealousy can be tough at, at the time. Ah, uh, okay. Right. Like experiencing jealousy when you're experiencing it is, you know, it's very, it's very uncomfortable. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think it's that hard. I mean, if I kind of feel like jealousy kind of blows over, whereas all these other things, you know, they, they're kind of uh, regenerating or, or even hydras. Yeah. Regenerating hydras. <laughs> the worst kind of hydras. <laughs> <laughs> what has non-monogamy brought to your life? Oh, well, I, I kind of talked a little bit about the sort of 
um, expanding my world, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, meeting a lot of people and exposed to, you know, um, a lot of, a lot of great ideas around, um, around sexuality and gender and, uh, you know, and, and, uh, sexual politics and, you know, and, uh, sorry, what was the question? Is what has non-monogamy brought to your life? Yeah, I, um, I think, I think other than, um, I think I kind of covered that a lot, a lot in that, that previous questions, but, uh, but, uh, but yeah, I think, um, I think it's really made my life and world a lot bigger. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it, it's kind of interesting. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I feel like, I feel like my, my world has, has just opened up and, and gotten a lot bigger and I, and, and yeah, I, I, I kind of feel like I'm a better person. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you have a, a bigger family now? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the I I, uh, I just went down uh, to visit a love and for a, a Hanukkah party, and you know her polycule was there, and uh, you know um, her parents and her uh, her partner's parents, and you know and and uh, you know and a bunch of extended family, and it was. You know, it was, it was really an amazing thing to get to participate in, you know, in this big family thing. Uh, you know, her, her kid just, you know, uh, adores me, thinks I'm hilarious. Um, you know, I, I'm, uh, I'm not a parent. And so being able to be, uh, you know, a part of, of the lives of, you know, uh, children, uh, it, you know, it's been, um, it's been really, really rewarding. And I, you know, and it's, it's kind of that thing, you know, you get to, hand them back to the parent and go home. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I still don't, don't want to be a parent, but I, I love being able to, to have, you know, some role in, in a child's life. Cool. I feel like cool is my reply to all of these things. Well, they are pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just as I am quite cool. <laughs> Exemplified by me saying quite cool. <laughs> yeah, you can tell when someone is cool when they say cool a lot. <laughs> yes. Do you feel like non-monogamy has taken anything away from your life? Um yeah, I uh I feel like you know, I feel like f- with a with a lot of our local friends, we had a lot of prestige as a couple that you know, had, had been together so long and had this, you know, this long stable life. And, um, and I, I don't feel like we have that anymore. Mm. Um, you know, like, I, I don't think we've, I don't think we've lost any friends over it, but I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like we've, we've, we've lost some prestige and, you know, and, and that is probably a price worth paying. Um, to, you know, to be able to, to live a life, um, f- way more open mm-hmm. than most people safely can. Yeah. So, um, you know, so I, uh, I, I think that, um, I think that sacrificing that, that, that privilege a bit for, for the sake of that, um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I can't really think of anything else that, that, that I've lost, but that that has been kind of palpable. Mm-hmm. So the the social capital of of you know 
us, you know, not being just monogamous versus the social capital of people knowing that we're like boning other people. <laughs> I, but you know, I, I'm I'm guessing that I'm guessing that our, our our friends are probably split between people who are who are like you know oh you know they you know I thought I thought they were such a good couple and they're like oh those those lucky bastards with all their boning. <laughs> so you did touch on this a little bit, but um, has non-monogamy changed your sexuality? Not necessarily like your sexual orientation, but your your experience as a sexual being. Well, oh yeah. I actually, before we were non-monogamous, um, I actually had no idea that I could be sexy, that I could be attractive to people, that I, you know, that I, I, I really did not feel like a particularly sexual being. And, um, and, uh, you know, and so one, one of my worries was that, um, you would be, be getting boned like crazy and I, I just wouldn't be able to find anybody. Mm. Um, and, um, you know, and just, um, yeah, that's, that's been very, that's been a, a surprising transformation and, you know, um, just the, the the amount of uh, you know uh, enthusiasm and, and attraction that that um, that partners have for me, um, it's it's been it's been really surprising, right? The you you kind of feel like your your partner of of twenty years telling you you're sexy, you know, is is uh, is kind of like your your mom telling you that you're smart, right? Like it, <laughs> it's it's it doesn't carry that much that much weight, and yeah. and and being able to to see that sexiness through somebody else's eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's pretty great. And, and it's, um, it's been, it's been pretty rewarding. And um, you've ventured more into the kink world since we've become non-monogamous. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like that's, that's something that was really closed off to me before. And in fact, when we first started this, I, I, I really did not know that that was something that, that I would get involved in. Um, but you know, I, f- I feel like I feel like sort of a lot of this process has been um, kind of being starting to be more authentic, sort of, you know, being being honest about wanting to bone other people and exploring that kind of started to unlock a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And and uh, and it made it easier to, you know, ask questions of myself really directly and honestly. And, you know, and I remember. I remember offering to, you know, to explore that, some of, some of that stuff because, you know, you had expressed an interest and, um, you know, and, and we did a little bit and, um, you know, and, and I, I kind of thought and, and realized that there was a little bit of disappointment that I, that we weren't doing more and realized that, you know, and, and, and sensed that you were not asking me because you, you, you didn't want me to do something I wasn't interested in. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I thought about it and I, I, I said to you, you know, well, this is something I'd like to explore, not just for your sake, mm-hmm. but also for mine. And, you know, and, um, and learning to, uh, learning to embrace an aspect of my sexuality that, uh, honestly, I, I had a lot of shame and aversion to. You know, like you have, um, just, I, I just remember being, being really, 
uh, really freaked out about being turned on by BDSM imagery and stuff mm. and, you know, and, and uh, finding it very scary. And so, uh, you know, learning that, you know, okay, I, c- I can be dominant without, you know, being an asshole, without being cold, without being brutal. I could mm. still, I could still be, you know, I could still be nurturing and still be warm and, you know, and I can be, um, you know, and I can, I can be, uh, I can take control. I can be dominant and, you know, and still loving. Mm-hmm. You've also learned to enjoy your butt. <laughs> yes. And let other people enjoy your butt. Well, yeah, and uh, and that was that was something else that I I started. I mean, I've I've always liked getting rimmed. I mean, that's that's, pretty, that's pretty great. I mean, <laughs> well, I guess some people don't, some people but. don't, and I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like I can I can understand when people don't like the idea of it, and so they won't try it. Mm-hmm. But when people try it, and they're just like, meh, I'm like, what? <laughs> really? It's like you don't like ice cream, <laughs> um, but um, uh, but yeah, like this was another thing where you had had a long term fantasy about about pegging a man, and it's it's like you know I I we're doing all this stuff and we're we're trying so many things. I should really try to be game for this, and so um, you know I started. Uh, I started watching some pegging porn and I'm like, this is actually kind of hot. And so, yeah, like just that, that kind of, um, uh, ignited some interest in, in doing more butt stuff. And, um, and yeah, I, I like, I like getting pegged. Uh, I like getting, you know, um, spit roasted. Um, that's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm really into butt stuff, both as a, as a giver and receiver. So what would you say you excel at in non-monogamy? Oh wow! Um, uh, I mean, you mean other than rim jobs? Um, <laughs> I I will say that you excel at that, <laughs> and I have an idea of what we should do after this. <laughs> um, I think that uh, I think that I'm really good at um, at making people feel loved, having people feel you know uh, desired and appreciated. Um, I'm, I'm not very, I, I'm not very reserved with my affections, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a very openly affectionate person, both, you know, uh, verbally and physically. Um, and, and, you know, and I don't tend to, to kind of wall that off worrying about what it might mean. Well, what if they, you know, what if, what if someone thinks that I really, really, really like them? Um, you know, th- that seems to be, like one of people's deepest fears is is that someone will think that they really like them. Um, Get out of my head. <laughs> Sorry, sweetie. Um, yeah, I, I think I think I'm I think I'm really good at that. So let's flip that. And what would you say you're bad at? Um, I'm probably. I shouldn't say probably. I know this to be true. I um. I'm, I'm not good at sharing. Uh, I'm a private person. Uh, so, uh, I tend to be really reserved about, you know, sharing what's going on in my life, what's going on with other partners. Um, when it comes to making plans, I tend to, um, you know, I tend to, to be, you know, very, uh, you know, very shy to commit 
to making plans and talk to partners involved about making plans because, you know, it's, it's easier to procrastinate because it might, it might just fall apart before it becomes a thing you need to talk about, Mm. uh, you know, the procrastination gambit. Um, and, um, you know, which means that, that, uh, I often end up, you know, leaving things later than I should to have an important conversation. Um, that's, that's the thing I'm the worst at. The worst at is, is initiating important conversations. So what has surprised you about your non-monogamous life? Oh, um, see if I, if I kind of, if I kind of put myself back in time Mm -hmm. looking forward, ah, fuck, I feel like everything, right? Like, (laughs) you know, the fact that I would have new long-term relationships, you know, the fact that I would, you know, I would get to have this amazing sex, like, you know, some of the, some of the sex I've had is stuff that I, that I wouldn't have even really fantasized about. Yeah, I wouldn't even have thought to fantasize. Yeah. I wouldn't have even thought to fantasize about it. You know, I, I wouldn't have dreamed about it. It's like, you know, someday I'd like to, like it, it would not have occurred to me. So, uh, so yeah, the, both, both uh, on the relationship side and sort of the, the sexual adventurousness like that, that is really surprising. I did not really expect to have this wild a life especially in my 40s. And all the butt stuff. <laughs> right? Like I I it, <laughs> it's um I I did not know that so many people were so into butt stuff. That that's a that's a big that was that's such a big surprise and such a delight. Yeah, cuz it's it's something that we just people it, of, of the taboos it's like oh yeah well i can say i'm into sex but i can't say i'm into butt stuff. it's true yeah it's not it's something not something you josh about over you know at, at game night right <laughs> so are there any things that you wish you could turn back time on and do over oh god i you know i can't think of any is the thing mm-hmm. i'm sure there are it's just that I'm I'm not in that sort of emotional state where I'm like you know replaying every mistake that I've ever made. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's no like you know gigantic things that you're like oh I wish we had not gone down this route. No, yeah, I think if anything, I it's like I kind of wish that we had you know um, talked about this earlier and started this earlier. Mm. Um, and. You know, and and sometimes when we when we speculate about that, you know, uh, you you bring up, well, I don't I don't know if we would have been equipped to deal with it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I could have I could have um, handled that. And and I'm like, I, you know, I th- I think I think you could have. I mean, these we the people that are you know, that we are that are doing this, like we've we've obviously had this potential in us all along. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, it would have been it would have been nice to to have gotten an earlier start in it. That maybe that's one big regret. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you're if you're young and wondering whether you should do this, the answer is yes. <laughs> I, I still stick with, like, I don't think I had the confidence until my 40s to just know how awesome I was to be, like, okay with this. Yeah, but you, you might have gotten, like, the experiences might have unlocked that awesomeness. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like oh, these people want to fuck me. These people want us to come and see them. You know, like, you'd like I, I, think, I think you would have realized sooner how awesome you are. Hmm. Mm-hmm. 
gross smooching. <laughs> um, and so you don't have anything you want to like see if we can wipe from your memory, Eternal Sunshine style. No, not in not not in not in this context. <laughs> yes. Not yeah. We're talking non-monogamy, not like your entire. No, life. no, no. Not like you know how how would I change 1977? It's like well you know maybe I would maybe I go see Star Wars a year earlier. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, when you were four. When I was four, yeah, yeah. But I mean that that's ridiculous, obviously, because I got I got so little out of it at age five. I was barely <laughs> aware of what was going on. I knew that Darth Vader was terrifying. I thought he was a robot. I thought that he was a robot, and I thought that the stormtroopers were robots. They had the you know that electronic voice. I don't know why. I thought they were robots. Terrifying. Yeah, kids are idiots. Is the, the takeaway here? <laughs> so, are there things you wish were different about your relationship structure? Um, or structures because there are are many. There are many. Than one. Yeah. Um. I mean, uh, probably the usual thing with long distance relationships. I wish, I wish my long distance loves were more accessible, Mm -hmm. right? Both, you know, and, and, uh, um, if they, if they couldn't be closer, maybe that would mean having the, you know, the finances to be able to, to travel to them more and see them more. Um, it's been, it's been a tough year financially. Um, so, so yeah, I think, um, I, I think having yeah, having the the capacity to um, to to be closer to long distance partners would probably be the the only the only change in in the structure of my relationships that I can think of. Mm, yeah, I mean, I I don't I don't know that I would want to have like you know a um, a big a big mansion full of I mean, full of all the people that we love living in it um, or. You know, or like you know, marry a bunch of other people. Like I don't, I don't think so. The end. <laughs> so how do you th- how do you see your non-monogamous life going forward? Like when you look at, think of five years from now, what are you? Well, I'm going to be fifty years old. Um, Jeez, I'm going to be. I regret asking that question. Yeah. Um. Well, I'm probably going to be. Like less hot. Oh, um, <laughs> you're a dude. You might get more. That's hot. true. I might get more hot. Yeah, that is the thing. That Be happens. like Damien and just silver fox. And all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, like, but there eventually there's diminishing returns, right? Like, look at Robert Downey Jr. He's start. He's starting to get old. He's starting to actually look old. Poor bastard. If you're listening, you know, I'm still into it, Robert. <laughs> Stop using our podcast to hit on Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> Although I'm in two, if you're into it, Rob. That's why we started this podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. I I I, uh, I I'm terrible at at predicting the future or projecting myself forward. You know, uh, my my most dreaded question on any job interview is always, you know, where do you see see yourself in five years? Um, and uh, yeah, I I don't I I I I've no I've nothing I've nothing more to add to this. Okay. I'm I'm out. <laughs> okay. So what would you say you have learned about yourself through non-monogamy? We've kind of covered a little bit of this here and there, but But yeah, I'll try to think of something else. Yeah, what have you I learned said about already? yourself like just intrinsically? 
I'm, uh, I've learned that I, I should read the interview questions before <laughs> before conducting an interview because because uh, I, I yeah I, I wish I'd, I wish I'd thought about this question a bit um, or maybe a lot. You've learned that you're hot and that you're dumb <laughs> and that you're really into butts. <laughs> Is there anything else? Um, no, literally nothing else. Like that, that is, that is all I've learned. Um, you know, I, I think that, I think one of the things that I've, that I've learned is, um, is how, is how limited and flawed my communication style has been. Um, it, I feel like, uh, up until we started, um, playing life on hard mode that, that, you know, I, I, I thought I was pretty good. I thought I was a pretty good communicator. Mm -hmm. And then when the communication challenges got elevated, it's like, Oh, actually I'm a terrible communicator. It's just that we are really good at, you know, kind of, uh, taking care of each other. And so, um, so yeah, that, that's, um, that, that's been something that, um, that has been tough to learn. And as bad as I am at it now, I feel like I'm a lot better at it than I was three years ago. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and that, that I have a much better understanding of, you know, what, what happens to me um, when I'm stressed, what happens to me when, when, uh, you know, I'm undergoing conflict and when I'm, when I'm scared. So mm. I think I have a much better awareness of sort of, um, my, my inner life when presented with, um, emotional and communication challenges. And I'm really into butts. <laughs> <laughs> but you ain't lying. <laughs> so... Other than all the butt stuff, is there <laughs> anything else we should know about you before we wrap all this up? Is there anything you just feel like the listeners must know? Nothing that we haven't covered that you were like hoping we might talk about or any, you know, last minute explanabrags? <laughs> or... uh, I th I, this is kind of less about me and more about everybody, but uh, the I feel like the takeaway from my experience... Uh, that I would want other people to, you know, to, uh, to apply to their own lives is that, you know, you can, you can have amazing experiences. You can, you can, um, you can have a really, uh, cool and exotic sexual life if that's, if that's what you're, you're interested in. I, I, you know, this is, um, this is a life that I, that I, I never dreamed of. And, you know, and, and the, um, you know, the idea that I would, I get to have this, these experiences. It's, it, um, you know, it's, it's why I feel, I feel very hashtag blessed. Um, so, so yeah, I, I feel like, um, if there's, if there's something that, that you want, if there's an experience that you want that, you know, you can, that you can go after it, that you can, you know, you can, uh, uh, tell somebody that you're interested in, you can, uh, you can find community of people that are interested in, in those things. Um, yeah, it, I, uh, I, I never, I never would have known how to, how to make that happen. Nice. Well, thanks so much for talking with me. Hey, thank you for having me on this podcast of yours <laughs> that I've been a fan of for 
many years. <laughs> I was going to be like, are you going to are you going to be able to number the episodes? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is episode thirty. Close. Okay. <laughs> was I? It was a lower high. But I think by like one or two. So you were real I, close. All right. Yeah, see? Nice job, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Please help us get into the ear holes of more listeners and possibly Robert Downey Jr. by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts or your preferred platforms. It only takes a few minutes and you don't know what a difference it makes for us in our visibility. Join a wonderful, sexy group of people by contributing to our Patreon. Patreon.com slash on the wet coast. Follow us on Twitter at WetCoastCat, at SiriusFlick, at OnTheWetCoast. Email comments or questions to contact at OnTheWetCoast.com. And go to OnTheWetCoast.com for Kat's blog and more, or find them over at LifeOnTheSwingSet.com. Get Kat Stark's book, Yelling in Pasties, The Wet Coast Confessions of an Anxious Slut, available now on ebook and paperback. Go to Amazon.com or visit On The Wet Dote. Yeah, on the wet toast. On the wet toast. Unsubscribe. You might have to finish. Um, available now on ebook and paperback. Go to Amazon.com or visit onthewetcoast.com for links to other marketplaces. Check out other awesome sex-positive podcasts on the Swingset Network at swingset.fm. On the wet toast. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mike Joseph from the Jerry Crow Chronicles radio show and podcast, and you're listening to a Swingset podcast at swingset.fm. Hey, lovies. This is Dirty Lola, host and creator of the Sex at a Go-Go podcast. Sex at a Go-Go is a live comedy show, sex ed Q&A, and Go-Go review that takes place once a month in New York in the back room of a tiki bar. But what happens if you can't make it to New York in the back room of a tiki bar? That's why you listen to the podcast. That's right. It's a live show. I'm being funny. I'm going to teach you some things. You're not even going to know you're learning. So join me here on swingset.fm or the Swingset app for Android or on sexatagogo.com and check us out. You won't regret it.